Self-love is truly a balance between compassion and discipline towards yourself. Kind of like what a really great parent would do. And in many ways, I feel like self-love can pretty much just be chalked up to learning to be the parent to yourself that you probably needed when you were a child. Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Jessica Harlow podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. I'm probably best known for being a content creator in the beauty and self-help space. I created this weekly podcast with the intention of helping you put your best foot forward and help you to create a life that you love on your own terms. I'm a very big believer in taking what resonates with you and leaving behind what doesn't. I think that everybody has a unique path and deserves to really march to the beat of their own drum, which I know can be a little bit challenging, but I hope that with my content, you are able to make that more possible and easier for you. And of course, it doesn't hurt to look your best in the process. But anyway, in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how to get yourself to stop giving up on your dreams and goals and stop hesitating. You know, we're talking about things that no one really taught you about confidence, um, the misconception that confidence is about trying to get yourself to believe that you are the absolute best. Look, it's fantastic if you have that perspective, but I think there's so much more to the story and I wanted to give you some practical tips to really help you to start believing in yourself again or start believing in yourself in general and how to really build up building up proof of what you are truly capable of. We'll get into that in just a second, but before we do, I wanted to thank you all so much for purchasing Manifest Destiny, Secrets Not in the Secret. It really makes me so happy that you guys are really enjoying it and really getting value out of it. Um, I'm in the process of updating it and making it even juicier for you guys. I've also been loving chatting back and forth with you about what you got out of reading it. Um, your feedback has been so helpful. I'm so thankful for all of your support. It really means the world to me. Um, the updated version, because like I said, I'm making this juicier for you guys. Um, the updated version will start going out in a few weeks. I'm not exactly sure on the date. I want to say that Valentine's Day seems cute to me. Um, so it might be then, maybe a little before then, but around that time, um, I'll let you guys know in the next episode because I'll know then for sure. But if you haven't yet purchased Manifest Destiny, Secrets Not in the Secret, just simply go to secretsnotinthesecret.com. Again, that's secretsnotinthesecret.com. There'll be a link in the show notes for you. And uh, yeah, without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So this past Sunday, I sent out the first of what I'm calling the Sunday email. It's just a quick little something that's aimed at helping you to set yourself up for success in the coming week. Basically, any kind of tips and tricks and anything that I think can really help you and kind of get you just like really set the tone for the week ahead. Um, that's what I like to include in the Sunday email. So if you're on my mailing list, you've likely already gotten it. And if you're not on my mailing list, the best way to get access to it is leaving a rating and review of the show on iTunes, screenshot it and DM it to me along with your email address. Um, if you don't have iTunes or you would rather just like share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag me, either or works, um, but I'll add you to the list for the next one. So anyway, as I was saying, my Sunday email, look, in this past Sunday email, I talked a lot about how statistically most people have fallen off their New Year's resolutions by now. Um, and I brought up a few things that I thought would really help you to figure out why you might be falling off of the band bandwagon with your goals. Because while most people fall off and stay off, and then they just say to themselves, fuck it, maybe next month or next year or when I have this or when I have that. 
Like, you can do the same exact thing. Like, you could just be like, well, I fell off the bandwagon, you know, shrug it off and just be like, whatever, maybe next time, maybe later. And that's the thing. Like, as much as you can do that and most people do that, what happens when we do what most people do? We get the results that most people get. We get what's normal, you know, and normal really gets you normal results. I have a hunch that if you listen to this podcast every single week and others like this podcast, I don't think you want to be like most people. I definitely think that you have it in you to want more, to want different. You know, you don't want normal. You want more than normal. You want better than normal. So in order to want better than normal and to have better than normal, you've got to embrace not really being normal. You've got to embrace being quote unquote weird, but really analyzing it as, am I really being weird or am I doing what actually best serves me and what I want to create for myself? And I know it's scary because humans are pack animals. You know, we get that. We want to feel like we belong. We want to feel like we are included. Social inclusion is really, really high on the list of human needs. Um, But you have to be really honest with yourself about what you really want and why. And I mentioned in the last episode that really analyzing your why, you know, why you set the goal in the first place, um, why you want it. But then if you've fallen off the bandwagon, you have to also ask yourself, like, is it what you actually want? And if so, why did you give it up so quickly? You know, what didn't you maybe tell yourself? What did you overlook? What did you not really like own about yourself? You know, I talked a lot again in the last episode about like your dark side and how everyone has one. But the real difference between the masses and those who really become great and are a cut above, to say the least, um, compared to everyone else is that they've learned to not suppress their dark side. They've instead learned to embrace their dark side. So they don't suppress it. They use it. They observe it. They accept it. And they use it to their advantage. You know, they use it before it uses them. It doesn't even have a chance to get to use them because they've already started figuring out how they can make it work for themselves, how to tap into that dark side. You know, whereas the majority of people, what do they do? They suppress, they suppress, and they often end up you know, becoming victims of their dark side anyway, you know, they still slip and, you know, trip up and make tremendous mistakes. And, you know, self-sabotage in a way, like, because we can label that as self-sabotage, but self-sabotage is, you know, it's a sign of something else really happening. We don't really do anything because we truly, you know, make a mistake. There's always a rhyme and a reason for why we do or don't do certain things that can be self-sabotaging. Okay, so it really takes discipline. Okay, discipline is the highest form of self love. You know, you don't want to beat yourself up. I mean, it's so important to, again, really pay attention because I've said this so many times really pay attention to the way that you speak to yourself, you know, the habits, the way you habitually speak to yourself, and is, is just as important as the things that you do. Because the way that you speak to to yourself influences the way that you feel about yourself, the way that you feel about your life, your attitude, and that can greatly affect not only what you do, but how you show up and what you do, okay? So you do want to be, I find that self-love is truly a balance between compassion and discipline towards yourself. Kind of like 
what a really great parent would do. And in many ways, I feel like self-love can pretty much just be chalked up to learning to be the parent to yourself that you probably needed when you were a child. Because there's honestly no such thing as a perfect parent. You know, no matter what, every parent is going to fuck up their kids a little bit. Like even at least a little bit, all parents are going to mess mess their children up at, in some way, shape or form, which is you can't get that perfectly correct. You know, it's just kind of part of life, you know. But, you know, it's not bad because it does make you a little bit more interesting right I mean like have you ever been around people who have had like really normal parents like like borderline perfect parents they're a snooze (laughs) they're a snooze so anyway I brought up the dark side because it really does help you to get clear on what actually motivates you okay at least enough to get started because I think what a lot of people you know what we hear a lot let's say when we hear a lot of successful people talking you know we hear them talk more about like sort of being of service to other people, like whether it's, you know, trying to empower other women or, you know, feed the homeless or, you know, do good in the world or feed their families. You know, all of those things are valid and should absolutely be part of, you know, your why, you know, like the bigger, more long term why. But honestly, charity starts at home. Okay, and what I mean by that, when I mean charity starts at home, I mean, it's like even even more intimate than even just your immediate, let's say, family members or people that are dependent on you. It starts with you. And look, the whole like world peace sort of thing and all of that and just really being really charitable, that's a bonus and it's a great why. Um, It's definitely something that will be much more fulfilling than just going after like the things that your ego will tell you are correct. However, I still think that, you know, there's almost no way that you can get to that. Like if you just have that and you still haven't been motivated, then you're going to need more than that Pollyanna, you know, Miss Universe type of why. Okay, you're going to have to dig a little bit deeper and tap into that, that dark side, because that's what will actually motivate you and get you to take the right action, show up in the right way and you know, become who you need to be so that that way you then can be of service to others. You're always going to be of better service to others when you've actually worked on yourself and really done things for you and served yourself first. It's like the oxygen mask theory. Um, So like when you kind of feel a little bit maybe guilty for maybe being selfish or tapping into that dark side and maybe the more like egotistical sort of things, um, you know, to an extent, you definitely don't want it to be like something that's completely insane. Um, at least I don't think that's healthy, but you know, you do you, everybody's got their own path. Um, but I think initially, like that's the stuff that's really going to set your ass on fire. And then from there, you can go into, you know, the broader picture and, find the actual fulfillment you kind of have to do the ego shit so you realize that it doesn't it isn't really what's actually important and what's really going to like light up your life but at the same time it is still important like people who say like you know money can't buy you happiness money can absolutely buy you happiness the thing that money can't really get you is fulfillment and that's where I guess like those and that's where I would say that more like Pollyanna bigger picture you know more charitable side can really help you also like obviously would do good for the world but you know make you feel um more fulfilled and more purposeful which is really important that's another human need like we do 
have a need for, you know, growth and contribution and feel like we are able to like that we have something to offer. So when I say tapping into your dark side, I mean like day one, like on day one and prior, you know, the you know, more Pollyanna, Miss Universe type of answers and responses. That's not the thing that's usually going to light the fire under your ass. It has to be something that's almost like, you know, life or death, something intense, something that pisses you off, back against the wall, do or die. Like that's that's a good thing to tap into. And that sort of stuff, that sort of stuff is what's really in your dark side. Okay, so there's nothing to be you like, don't be afraid of your dark side. It's something that you tap into and understand. It's just like the part of yourself that's more, you know, imperfect, more ego driven. If you've read anything from Robert Greene, I love Robert Greene. You don't read his books, you study his books. He talks about the dark side. I think he talks about it in um, Laws of Human Nature. Excellent book. I'll put links to everything in the show notes down below in case you're interested. Um, but he talks about the dark side and he says that that's basically the side of us that we are from when we're like toddlers. Okay. Like before we're kind of like tamed and domesticated, it's like think of how you were like when you were really, really young. It probably wasn't like exactly the sweetest. There was probably some sense of something that was like kind of a little bit darker, a little bit more animalistic. Does that make sense? So that's very telling for who you are. But again, the dark side can be a whole number of things, but just an idea. Um, but for myself, like, okay, like if you can stay, look, if you can stay on top of yourself, you know, you can stay on top of shit and stay motivated without having to tap into your dark side. And you have absolutely no interest in like embracing that side of yourself, or maybe you're convinced you don't really have that, or it's not really like that dark or that useful to you, then fine, this episode might not be for you. But if you're the person who is kind of like still dragging their feet, um, or the person that like maybe never starts or gets that gets started and just gives up too quickly, doesn't give something 100%, then this could actually be it for you. Like this could be like the actual thing that changes things for you. So, you know, this is why self-awareness is so important. It's so important to check in with yourself and ask yourself the right questions so that you can actually get down to the bottom of what you're all about, what really truly matters to you, like completely honestly and completely candidly, and how you can use that to your advantage to do what you want to do. And, you know, if also what you want to do includes, you know, being of service to others, which I highly recommend because you will live quite an empty life without doing that. You know, after a certain point, it's just kind of like, you know, who are you doing things for? Um, Especially after you've taken care of, you know, the people closest to you and most immediate to you. Um, but yeah, for myself, for example, I find that anger really motivates me a lot. And I like I have to be pissed off about something. You know, that's what really fuels me. You know, rather than sit and vent, it's always better to use that passionate, angry energy um, in a productive way. Because really, that's what anger is. It's a passion, you know. And remember, in the last episode, passion isn't always, you know, something that you find. It's your attitude. It's how you get to it's something you get to show up with. So for me, anger is something that really helps me a lot. If I'm able to kind of like tap into like what's pissing me off right now and how can I use this, then I'm like off to the races. And again, you use it, don't have it, use you, okay? So the worst thing 
that happens when you don't follow through on what you say you're going to do. Because like we can talk about like, oh, you know, if you don't follow your goals, if you don't, you know, you know, follow through with your plans and things like that, you're not going to get the results that you want. And that's like that's only like a small fraction of the damage that actually occurs. Like not getting what you want is actually not even the worst part of not following through on things. The worst part is that when you don't follow through on what you say you're going to do, if you don't follow through on your commitments, it's not that just like other people around you won't believe you and take you seriously and take you at your word. It goes way deeper than that. You are teaching yourself that you cannot trust yourself. You are setting, whenever you are making a decision and you don't go through with it, you are setting an example for yourself about what to expect from yourself. And that's where so much of a lack of self-confidence comes from. Okay, a lot of people will think that, you know, confidence is just something that like you think you're the best or you think you're great. That's that can be what confidence is, but that's not quite what confidence is. Confidence is knowing that when you say you're going to do something, when you have made up your mind, when you have decided something is what you are going to do, when you've promised yourself something, you will follow through. You can count on yourself. Okay. That not doing that, you know, when you basically show yourself that you cannot trust yourself and take yourself at your own word, that will literally spill poison over your entire life. It's not just about, you know, whatever your goal was for or whatever you promised yourself you were going to do it's not even just it's not just secluded to that you know little area of your life it will pour over into absolutely every nook and cranny of your life from your you know personal life career the way you feel about yourself the way you identify yourself it can even go into your health it can go into literally every area of your life okay so That's what confidence really is. It's not just about thinking that you're good enough or better than most or whatever, you know, most people might think that confidence is. Confidence really comes from knowing that you can count on yourself to follow through. You know how much it sucks to have someone break promises to you, right? We've all had people break promises to us and it's been at times devastating. Multiply that by a thousand for how much worse it is when you break the promises that you make to yourself because when you do that and I think we've all done it we've all at some point maybe even multiple points broken promises to ourselves and how did you feel in those moments okay how did you feel did you probably felt powerless you felt powerless over yourself you felt like you couldn't help yourself you felt helpless and that probably stung way more than you know, a moment where maybe you didn't feel like you were as talented as someone else or as attractive as someone else or whatever the case may be, or even whether or not you got the results that you wanted. It's like not even about that. It's just like, wow, I can't even count on myself to do this. So like I'm screwed because here's the thing. What happens in life is like if you can't depend on yourself, it's going to be it. You're really just like setting yourself up for disappointment because 
Nobody is coming to save you. Nobody. You know, it's all up to you. People might come along and help you along the way, but typically what ends up happening is people will only help you when they see that you are actually helping yourself. If you're just sitting on your hands, no one's really going to be that inspired to help you because that would almost entail them to do all of the work, or at least that's what it would look like to them. So it's not really, that's not really how it works. People are more inclined to help people that they see are already you know, helping themselves, already taking action, already trying to do the best that they can on their own. That's where people are much more inclined to actually help you. So how do we fix this problem of, you know, not being able to trust ourselves? How do we start building trust in ourselves? It starts very simply, obviously, by getting shit done. But you want to start small, okay, baby steps. When you are building confidence and when you are building trust in yourself, picking something small and deciding that you're going to stick to that, it's like compound interest, you know? It's like compound interest. It's like when you spend, like if we've all done this, where we spend $5 on this thing, $5 on that thing, we don't even think about it. Like we can spend, like if somebody were to tell us to spend $500 at one time, we're probably like, oh, let me think about this. If somebody tells you to spend $5 a hundred times, you won't even really notice it because it's like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard how in the military they make sure to make their beds every single day. When you first hear that, you're like, what the fuck does making your bed have to do with going to battle? And the thing is, it kind of has a lot to do with it, like nothing and everything. Okay, it's a small promise that they make to themselves. You know, they make their beds every single day. They start out with one success under their belt. Even if it's a small success, it's still a success. It's still a win. And that sets the tone for the rest of their day. It's a weird psychological thing that like something so small can really make such a huge impact, especially when you keep up with it day after day after day after day consistently. So growing up, I used to never make my bed. And honestly, it wasn't until probably a few years ago that I was making sure to do it absolutely every single day. Because I was like, why would I make my bed when I'm just going to go like I'm going to come back to it at the end of the day and mess it up again? Well, now... I can't even sleep in an unmade bed. Like it just feels chaotic to me. So it's really nice to come back to a made bed, you know, with the pillows fluffed and everything nice and like perfectly set up. Like it just, look, it takes me two or three minutes, but it just feels like not only is it something, a small win for me, but it also is nice at the end of the day because I feel like I did something nice for myself. You know, like I took care of myself. Something so, so, so small. You know, that's why it's so important to take care of yourself and not let yourself go um, because it really does affect how you feel about yourself and your worth. You know, this isn't me saying like, you know, because a lot of people be like, well, you're worth this and you deserve to have that. Listen, you know, don't go and break the bank on the simple fact or the assumption that you're like, well, I deserve this and I deserve that. And it's like, yeah, but you don't also deserve to go into debt over things or deserve to spend all of your money um, just to like look a certain way or whatnot. And at the same token, like spend so much time, you know, like there's other things to do. But it's still very important to do what you can to keep up with yourself as far as, you know, don't let yourself go because it's not just about what you're going to look like. It's also communicating to yourself like what 
you're actually worth. Because you see this a lot. I mean, we've all witnessed this where people get to a certain age and they basically start letting themselves go. They start, you know, not keeping up with certain things. They start not caring about certain things. And I mean, that is a part of aging, you know, which I think in a way it can be freeing and liberating to not care so much about everything. But there's a fine line. You know what I mean? Like there's a point where you're just like, you know, don't kill yourself over anything like relax. You kind of get to a point where you learn like it's not all really that important, but you don't want to get to the point where it's like, you know, I don't need to do this because of some like negative reason. Like it becomes it ends up becoming kind of like a negative self-image kind of thing. So anyway, my point is that small promises to yourself really build confidence. It might not seem like it. It might not seem like the two are connected, but I promise you that they are. Okay, guys, so that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and that it brought you value. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, it would mean so much to me if you took a quick moment to just leave a rating and a review on iTunes. P.S. I like five stars. Hint, hint. Screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story and tag me or even just DM it to me and I will follow you back. I don't follow the Kardashians. I would much rather follow you. I'm looking forward to connecting with you guys and getting to know you even better so that I can literally blow your socks off with the content you actually want and need to make 2020 the year that changed everything for you for the better. Thanks so much for listening and supporting the show. And as always, I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.